way of glory. Hey, do you really love Jesus? How many of y'all love Jesus? I tell you what, I love the Lord. And I want to tell you today why I love Jesus and why I serve the Lord. I hope you love the Lord. If you don't, you ought to. Everybody ought to love the Lord Jesus because he first loved us indeed. And today we're going to look at this subject, why I love and serve my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you, he's been the best things ever happened to me. I don't know about y'all, but he's the best thing ever happened to me. Oh, he is, yes. And I want to just praise the Lord today and say thank you, Jesus, for changing my life and saving my soul. Well, speaking of Jesus being the best thing that ever happened to me, uh, today we're looking at number 11 message in the book of Revelation. But let me just say this. I'll tell you what. I believe the Lord prepares us for things that happen in life. How many of y'all believe that? I can't hear you. Do you believe God prepares you for things in life? I do. I'll tell you what I mean. Last Thursday morning at 2 a.m. in the morning, I got the call. My dear, precious, sweet dad finished his course, kept the feet, and was escorted in glory. And I look back on my life and I say, Father, thank you for preparing me. And thank you for the great relationship you gave me with my dad. Am I going to miss him? Absolutely. And am I grieving? Absolutely. But am I going to see him again? <laughs> you better believe I'm going to see him again. Isn't that wonderful how we're going to see our loved ones again? Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. And so I want to tell you, the Lord is preparing us. Let me tell you about my Jesus. I'm going to believe he's a way maker. I said he's a way maker. You see, when there's no way, he will make a way. You, I'll tell you today, maybe there's some of you that say, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know if I can get through this. Maybe you're facing some kind of trial. But let me tell you this, that when there is no way, God will make a way. Jesus Christ, the reason I love him today, the reason I serve him today, he's a way maker. And I want to tell you this, that is the Bible teaches with men some things are impossible. With God, all things are possible. He's a way maker. That's why I love my Lord Jesus. And uh, Abraham was told, nothing's too hard for the Lord. He's a way maker. Today, will you trust him? Today, will you praise him? Today, will you say, Lord, I'm facing anxieties and all the stuff that's going on in our nation and the virus and et cetera, et cetera. He's not only a way maker. The reason I love my Lord Jesus is because he is a chain breaker. I need a witness. He's a chain breaker. What I mean? I mean this, that the writer of Hebrews said, this is the purpose. The Son of God was made manifest that it might destroy the works of the devil. I'm telling you that our Lord Jesus has power to break the chains of addiction. I said he has the power to break the chains of methamphetamines and other uh, addictions. He's a, he's a chain breaker. You need him to break some chains today of bitterness. You need him to break some chains today of uh, some type of uh, vice. Oh, listen, the reason I love my Lord is because he's a way maker. He's a chain breaker. I'll tell you something else. He's a grave robber. That's why I love my Lord. That's why I serve my Lord. 
He has conquered the grave. I love over there in the book of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18. He said, Behold, Jesus said, I was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. Now hold the keys to death and hell. He's not only a way maker and a chain breaker and a grave robber, but I've got news for you. He is a giant killer. Yes, he is. Why do I love my Lord? Because he's a giant killer. Is there anybody facing any giants right now? You know what else I'm told in my Bible about the Lord Jesus? He, being a great high priest, can sympathize with our weaknesses, with our feeling of our infirmities. And he was tempted, listen to me, he was tempted in all things like we and yet without sin. And that's why we can come boldly and confidently to the throne of grace. We might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He is a giant killer. What kind of giants are you facing today? Anybody got some giants of anxiety on you? Yeah, anybody got some giants of uh, uh, rejection on you? You know you're facing a giant. We're all facing giants. Why do I love my Lord? Because he's a way maker. Why do I love my Lord? Because he's a chain breaker. Why do I love my Lord? Because he's a grave robber. Why do I love my Lord? He is a giant killer. Why do I love my Lord and serve him? I'll tell you why. Because he is a mountain mover. Hallelujah. Anybody facing a mountain today? I'm telling you, he can move the mountains. He's a mountain mover. Oh, but I just thought this, Lord. How many know that we've become very disappointed in our lives these days? Raise your hand if you want to be honest today. If you don't want to tell the truth, don't raise your hand. There's a lot of us today that are very disappointed. We're very distraught. We're very set back by all the things that are going on. And I know that you have been as well. But... He is a mountain mover. Yes, he can say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast in the depths of the sea. What kind of mountain are you facing today? Will you say, Jesus, I love you. I want to serve you. You know what else? The reason I love the Lord? Why do you love the Lord? I said, why do you love the Lord? Oh, he gave himself for us. You know what else I love the Lord? Because, watch this, he's a, see if you agree, he's a storm calmer. I said he can walk on the water of the storm of our life. Are y'all listening today? Say amen if you're listening. Good, good, good. He's a storm calmer. Anybody going through a storm these days? I'll tell you, I've been in a storm, and it seems like you're coming out of a storm, going into a storm, or, or fixing to go into a storm. But he can step out on the storm of your life and say, Peace, be still. My brother and I were talking this week from 2 o'clock in the morning to 6.30 in the morning, watching the sun come up, praising the Lord for good memories of my dear sweet dad. My brother said this to me. And I love it. He said, Randy, you know that the wind and the waves know his name. Y'all didn't hear me. I said, the wind and the waves know Jesus' name. What are you so worried about? Why are you in such a frenzy? Why are we, oh, yes, not going to trust the Lord. You can trust him. Come on. Let's break free. Come on. Let's lay aside everything. Come on. Let's run, 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 run to Jesus. You know why I love my Lord? You know why I serve my Lord? I'll tell you why. Not only is he a way maker and a chain breaker and a grave robber and a giant killer and a mountain mover and a peace, well, a storm calmer, and some of you, let's be honest, you have been, like I have, uh, unable to control situation. 
And brother, it's been a real trying time for us. And we can act like at church that we hadn't, but we know deep down inside we need Jesus. We need the Lord. You can act like you don't, but you know deep down inside if we don't have God these days, we are sunk. We are absolutely going to have a mental breakdown, a spiritual break. We need the Lord. We do. All of us do. But I want to tell you something else. He's a peace giver. I'm glad to tell you in the middle of the fight, in the middle of the battle, in the middle of the storm, he has a way, if you agree, he has a way of coming to us in the stillness of the night to give us a song in the night and tell us with those sweet words, peace, I leave with you. That is so precious. I'm looking at a crowd today. You had not had peace lately, have you? I can look at your face and see that you're troubled. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. I'm talking about why I love the Lord and why I serve the Lord. I at times get troubled like you at times get troubled, but we don't have to leave trouble. We've come to worship the living God. Hey, why do I love the Lord? I'll tell you why I love the Lord. Because, watch this, he's a promise keeper. I said he's a promise keeper. I said if he didn't keep his promises, we are of all men most miserable. Do you believe that Jesus never breaks a promise? I said he's not an Indian giver. I said he doesn't tell us he's going to do something and not do it. Do you know anybody else like that? I don't know anybody else that can be 100% uh, a promise keeper. Hey, look at me. Look at me. For that reason right there, you ought to say, thank you, Father, right now. You ought to thank God right now. He's a promise keeper. For example, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. He said, nothing shall separate us from his love. Romans chapter 8 and verse 38. He said, we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. Philippians 4 and 13, Paul wrote that in a Roman prison. He said, he'd supply our needs according to Philippians 4 and 19. He said, my God shall supply all of your not wants but needs. Amen. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He said he's going to come and take us to heaven one day. I said that's a promise from the word of God. Do you believe the Lord's going to take you to heaven one day? I need somebody to help me. In my father's house, many mansions, let not your heart be troubled. I'm telling you, I love the Lord, and I believe you love the Lord. And if you don't today, it's the best thing you can ever do. Why I love Jesus and why I serve my Lord. Here's where we're going today. Open your Bibles, take your Bibles, those that are listening, by the book of Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. I said all that by the way of introduction. I know it's a long introduction, but that's all right. The Lord put it on my heart to do it. So now we're looking at Revelation chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 5, 6, and 7. That's our text today. And I just want to give you briefly four reasons why I love the Lord and why you ought to love the Lord, and four reasons why you ought to serve the Lord. Are you serving the Lord? Young man, are you serving the Lord? Why aren't you serving the Lord? I'm, I'm not being ugly. I'm just challenging you today. Has God been good to you? How many could stand up right now and say, Lord, I, for no other reason to serve you, you've given me good health, and I want to thank you for good health. Don't take it for granted, beloved. I never would have thought my dad, he was just here just a few weeks ago, and yet, life is but a vapor. Listen, if you're not a Christian today, that's the greatest need you have.
Revelation chapter 1. Stand to your feet, please, as we read this text, and I'll try to be as brief as possible because we're going to gather around the Lord's table. I'm looking forward to that, breaking bread together, worshiping the Lord, remembering what he's done. But I felt very uh, strongly about the thing of getting focused as I want my heart and my mind to be focused on what we're fixing to do. And so you'll notice in Revelation chapter 1 and Turn there, please. Again, this is the 11th message in the study on the book of Revelation. I won't go through all the things concerning the introduction of the book of Revelation other than saying this. John is getting the revelation. The apocalypse is the uncovering, yea, the unveiling from who? God the Father, to God the Son, to God the Holy Spirit, and then to the angel, and then finally to John who's exiled on the Isle of Patmos. And yet God's got a great word for us. Revelation 1, verse 5. Notice, please. And from... Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and, get ready to underline this, okay, and the first begotten of the dead. Underline that word, first begotten of the dead. And the prince of the kings of the earth unto him, and underline this next phrase, that loved us, oh yes, and washed us, underline that phrase, washed us, from, the word from is apo in the Greek. It means not in, but from. He washed us from what? Our sins. How? In his own blood. That's why I praise the Lord for his blood today. Look at verse 6. And he hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And the church said? Amen. But look at verse 7. Not finished. Behold, udo is the word in the Greek. It means look. Behold, verse 7, he cometh, Urkamai, he cometh, that's present tense, he cometh with clouds. Oh, bless the Lord. He comes with clouds. Today could be the day. Today could be the day. He comes with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail. Because of him, even so, amen. The word well there is kopto, which means to beat one's breast with grief. This is the word of the Lord. Now as we for a moment pray, and then we'll come to our study of four reasons. I believe the Lord uh, is worthy to be loved and served. Father, you're so good. You're so great. And even in times of bereavement, even in times of uncertainty, even in times of instability, you're there. You're with us. Hallelujah. And you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Help us to let go and let you have your way. Help us to yield afresh to you. God, things we can't control, things that are out of our control, things that are under your control yes Lord we believe you give us the free will to choose and not choose and yet you have the ability to overrule every decision we make and yet you at times allow us that freedom and I ask you now for the great mind of Christ oh God that you'd help us to Say, not I, but Christ lives in me. Not my will, but thy will, but done. Do a work in our heart today, Lord. It's greatly needed. 
And I believe every person here, I thank you for the church family. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for those. Lord, if I could help bear burdens, Lord, help me to bear burdens. Help us to love each other. Help us to pray for each other. Help us to serve each other. Help us to forgive each other. Help us to pull together in these days to be overcomers, Father, that would see great and mighty things, exploits from the King of kings and the Lord of lords. For you're coming in glory and time's running out, Lord. And there's an urgency in my heart and in this nation and in our world that things are not seemingly getting better and yet uh, we're trusting you no matter what that God uh, your word is forever set in heaven so be glorified now and we'll thank you and praise you for your precious blood Lord Jesus again I just want to say I love you and I bless you now Lord give us grace I pray for the race and be glorified we ask lives being changed in Jesus name Amen. You may be seated. Here's where we're going. Four reasons why I love and serve the Lord. You ready for them? Here we go. Number one, the first reason I love the Lord and serve the Lord, and the Lord showed me this. I've preached from this text before. However, this week God began to reveal some things in this text. And you'll notice, number one, the reason I love the Lord, the reason I serve the Lord is because Jesus lives. He lives. And I'll talk about that in a moment. We'll see that very clearly in verse number five. Secondly, not only does he live, but Jesus Christ loves. He loves. We read that in the text of chapter number one and verse number five. Uh, part B, you might add. Then thirdly, not only does he live Jesus Christ and give us assurance of tomorrow, and not only does he love, yea, he loves me and he loves you, but thirdly, he loosens, he loosens. And I'll derive that from Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 where he washed us. The word is luo, which means to loosen or free. When the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. Speaking of freedom, oh yes. And then finally, number four, he not only lives Jesus but Jesus loves and Jesus loses thirdly and then fourthly and finally we'll see he will lead us home yes he will that's why I love the Lord I want to challenge every blood bought blood washed child of God today that let's surrender our uh, total being to the Lord let's come under his lordship our time, our talents, our treasures. There's some of us holding back from God. There's some of us who are not really letting Jesus have his way. There's some of us maybe that are allowing uh, anxiety and worry and worldly things come in our life instead of really saying, God, I I've been trying to be in control and I realize I'm not in control, so Lord, uh, I want to give cast this burden on you today oh yes number one the reason I love Jesus and the reason I serve the Lord is number one because he lives and the church said amen where do I find that I've already alluded to the fact of Revelation 118 Jesus said behold I was dead but I'm alive forevermore hold the keys to death and hell that's Revelation 118 but even before that notice verse 5 Notice verse 5 again. Look at this. And from Jesus Christos, who is the faithful witness, and here it is, the first begotten of the dead. I love the Lord Jesus. I love the Lord Jesus because he lives. I'll tell you what. If I didn't believe Jesus lives and he conquered the grave right now, I'd be absolutely falling apart. If I didn't believe Jesus Christ lives, I'd be of all men most miserable, as Paul said. If I didn't believe that Jesus Christ lives, we might as well go home. 
I mean, the world is, I feel sorry for the world. How many of y'all feel sorry for the world? There's no hope. There's no assurance of tomorrow. And wait a minute, let me just go fast forward to tell you what this word first begotten is. Do you know what the word is, first begotten? It's the word prototokos, prototokos. And the word in the Greek means firstborn as in never to die again. Yes, he is that first fruits, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He is that firstborn, first begotten from the dead. In other words, when Jesus Christ said he would die, he said he would rise again, and he did. Yes, why do I love the Lord? Why am I serving the Lord? Because Jesus Christ lives. He lives. Y'all listen to me just a moment. Today we're told that all you've got to believe is reformation. And if you don't believe in reformation, believe in legislation. And if you don't believe in reformation and legislation, believe in reincarnation. And if you don't believe in legislation and reincarnation and reformation, then believe in the resurrection. Oh, wait a minute. What do I mean by reformation? Today we're saying, well, all man, man's good and by nature, and all man has to do is just, you know, just do a little bit more, more things good than bad. Reformation, turn over a new leaf. Just stop doing a few things and start doing the things. You don't really need God in your life. You don't really need to repent and turn from your sin and trust in Jesus. Just reform. I got news for you. Reformation is not the answer. And people say, well, if we just had the right environment, that man would be good by nature. I beg your pardon because I read over in Revelation 20, in the millennial reign, there'll be the perfect environment when the prince of peace will rule and reign and the lion shall lay down with the lamb and the bear and the cow shall eat straw together and the wolf and the calf will enjoy as well as a child playing with a cockatrice in bottom line peace and prosperity Satan will be bound and yet man's heart is corrupt to the core rotten to the root and Paul said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God reformation's not the answer number two legislation well if we could just we could just get the right people in the right places now I'm all for that we need to vote amen we're the salt of the earth and the light of the world I got news for you I'm not looking to Washington for the answers I tell you we need yes we do need revival in America but my trust is not in Washington my trust is in the word of God my trust is not in the politicians. My trust is in the Prince of Peace. Ultimately, I know that, listen to me, don't misunderstand. I know that God holds the king's heart in his hand. As the rivers of water, he turns it whithersoever way he will. But here's what I'm trying to say. I'm afraid that some people think that, uh, that uh, the president or the vice president whom I support, whom I love, according to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, to pray for those in authority, but they're not God. And God is God, and therefore we've got a supreme being, and therefore the Lord says he puts it in the king's heart to fulfill his will. So uh, legislation's not the answer. Reformation's not the answer. What about reincarnation? Do you know there's people today that say, I just believe we're going to come back after we die from this life into some kind of form of an animal or some person. Hinduism, that's what Hindus believe. And or we come to some other inanimate object. I've often said, if I did believe in reincarnation, I don't. But if I did, you know what I want to come back as? A bullfrog. I saw a bullfrog yesterday. You know why I want to come back as a bullfrog? I could eat everything that bugged me, all right? 
I just eat it. Wouldn't you love to just eat everything that bugged you? Well, hey, Hinduism, reincarnation is not the answer. I'll never forget being at a home not long ago. It's been a couple years ago now. A man was a Hindu. And I went to his house, and I talked with him about Jesus, the mighty to save. I'll never forget. He said, I believe in that God. And I said, wonderful. And then he took me in his living room. And all across the top of the wall were many gods. He said, he's just one of many gods. I said, sir, no disrespect, but there's only one true living God. And the Bible teaches me that there's one God between man and God, the man Jesus Christ in 1 Timothy chapter 2. And there's one mediator, rather, between God and man, the man Jesus Christ, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. He's not a way to heaven. He's not uh, the best, the good way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven, bottom line. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Tell me, do you have other gods? You shall worship no other God. Well, my truck's my God. My car's my God. My family's my God. My job's my God. My money's my God. What kind of gods do we have? Oh, we need to throw them away because I'll tell you what, when it comes ready to die, none of them gods can help you. I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. You won't take anything with you, bottom line. No, this is not our home with pilgrims passing through, sojourners in a land. Well, what's the answer then, Pastor? It's not legislation. It's not reformation. It's not uh, reincarnation. It's resurrection. Jesus is alive. He says here, he's the first begotten from the dead. I want to tell you something. When he came up out of that grave with the keys to death and hell, he assures us, I am the resurrection of the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He that lives and believes in me shall never die. Shall never die. Say it with me. Shall never die. One more time. Do you believe that? That's the Bible. Wow. What a blessing. What a blessing. Well, there's a second reason I love Jesus and serve the Lord. You know what it is? Not only does he live, and by the way, he lives in me and you right now. Isn't that wonderful? He lives in us now. And the storms and the trials, you know, if we don't listen to me, y'all, I love you, but listen to me. Y'all listen to me real carefully. If you and I don't really get anchored to Jesus, y'all listen now, the storms are going to come. And the problems are going to come. And the trials are going to come. And this is what I'm noticing these days. People who claim to be Christians are sitting in church, and they have all the right talk, but when the storms come, you really see the true colors. I can't hear you. And that's why I'm telling you the storms are coming. Are you all listening? I love you, but I'm going to tell you the storms are coming. Job said, man born of a woman, just a few days is full of troubles, and you're going to have them, and I'm going to have them. And we're going to face hardship in life. And if we don't really get anchored in Jesus, it's going to knock you down and knock you for a loop. And here's the deal. I know at times we get set back. I was walking in the woods the other day, and a rabbit was hiding under a pile of trees. Right when I walked up on the rabbit, I cracked a stick. There goes the rabbit running. And I thought about that. Right now, while we don't have troubles or trials, we're calm and collective, and we got everything under control. I'm going to tell you something. Trials are going to come like me walking in the woods. 
And when the trials and troubles come, if we're not anchored to Jesus and really yielded to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, what's in us is going to come out, and it's not pretty for a lot of us. I love you, but i got to tell you that. Y'all listen now. That's why I'm telling you we better get buckled down to Jesus today because y'all hear me. We can hoop and holler and be hoopla, and I believe in celebration, 4th of July. But, brother and sister, if we don't get humble and broken before God and we are not preparing for the storms, you're going to find yourself a basket case when the storms come. That's why right now we're not playing church. We're not here to play church. We're not here to just, just feel good. We're here to worship and do business with God. And I love you, but I'm telling you, just like I'm facing storms this very day, and I've seen it so much through the past. Hey, y'all, listen, look up here. It's easy to post stuff on Facebook and Twitter and everything else about God and this and that and other. It's another thing when the bottom falls out. I can't hear you. And I'm telling you what, every one of us need the Lord. The storms are coming. Get buckled up to Jesus. What are you going to do when the storm comes? If you and I aren't really doing more than lip service to God, lip service, oh, I love Jesus. If we're not letting Jesus take control, the devil's going to chew you up and spit you out. You're going to end up in a mental institution or somewhere else if we don't get right with God. I love you, but i got to warn you, brother, sister, you know, we're going through a lot right now, but I got news for you. The troubles are going to come. Many are the affliction to the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. You say, Pastor, I didn't want to hear that. Sorry, I had to tell you. And, if, and you see, we can play, and, but when the storm, and they're going to come. Look at me. They're going to come. Please hear me. What are you going to do when the storm comes? If day by day we're not yielding and surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, we're going to, watch this, we're going to be a bad testimony to the world and start acting like the world when storms come and start doing stuff on Facebook and Twitter and our family and our family needs to see Jesus. Are y'all with me? That right there ought to cause us to give an altar call right there and say, you know what? See, right now you're not thinking about the storms, but when they come, they're going to come, okay? Consider it all joy, brethren, when you fall into various trials. Hey, look, why do I love the Jesus? Because he first loved me. He first loved me. Look at Revelation 1.5. Look at Revelation 1.5. And so when we get around the Lord's table today, let's don't just come haphazardly. Let's say, God, search me. Let's say, God, the... Cleanse me. Let's say, God, renew me. Let's say, God, quicken me. Let's say, God, fill me. Why? Because God's trying to prepare us for the storms. I stood around the graveside of a 63-year-old lady last Tuesday preaching her funeral. No idea that she'd pass away. Heartache. Storms. Yes, why I love Jesus. Serve him. Because he's with us right now. In the storm, through the storm. Yes, he is. Revelation 1.5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first forgotten of the dead. Look at verse 5. And the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that what? Loved us. Unto him that what? Loved us. And washed us from our sins in his own blood. He loved us. He loved us. Do you know what that word loved is? 
agape. Wait a minute. I got to clarify. He loved us. He loved me. But he hates my sin. I said he hates our sin. See, we get extreme on this thing. Oh, Jesus loves me. Oh, Jesus loves me. He loves my sin. He loves me when I disobey him and rebel. No, he, yeah, he does love us unconditionally. But he hates our sin. That's why he went through the cross. And what God hates, we ought to hate. I can't get an amen. Do you hate sin? If you don't hate sin, you ought to because God hates sin. That's why Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the penalty for something I did. Oh, yes. He loves me, yes. That's why I love and serve the Lord. He loves me. He loves you, but he hates our sin. He judged our sin. And when we sin, we grieve him. We break fellowship with him. What kind of sin have you got in your life today? Let's get it right with God before we come to the table. Is it sin of pride? Is it sin of critical spirits? Is it sin of hypocrisy? Is it, sin, is it sins of self-righteousness? I had to get on my knees today before I came and I said, God, I don't want to be self-righteous. Forgive me of being self-righteous. I need a witness. Am I the only one in the church who's self-righteous at times? Thank you. Lord, I don't want to be critical and judgmental, but I find myself sometimes being critical and judgmental. Confess it. Confess it. Now listen, I know you don't want to hear this. I know you want to cut me off. I know you want to play church and be good, but this is the only way that God's going to be filling us with his Holy Spirit. Amen. And I know you'd rather just have ear tickles and, you know, pat you on the back, but hey, look. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and what? The truth will. And I love you, you know that as your pastor. Well, he loved me, he loved me. Watch this. The love of God in my heart is going to love the love of God in your heart. If you're angry with your brother, and if you're critical, and, you're, and if I'm uh, arguing and fussing with my brothers and sisters, see if you agree with me, something's drastically wrong. Y'all agree with me? Something's wrong. If I'm going to be mad and ugly to my brother and sister, and Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples, you have love for, for another. But, Pastor, you don't know what they've done. You don't know what they said. I don't know what they've done. I don't know what they said, but I know what he's done. I know he's forgiven me. Has he forgiven you? How many of y'all have, have been forgiven? Have you been forgiven? If you had not been forgiven, you need to be forgiven today. But look. He said, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. I've never seen a time in the church, I'm not just talking about the world to those who are lost, in the church where people get mad at each other. I don't know of any case right now, but I've seen it through the years, 30 years plus, people who sing every Sunday, and I, I love Jesus, and then the slightest thing can happen, and they get mad, and they throw a fit, and uh, break fellowship with one another, folks. That is immaturity. So we got to love each other. Am I perfect? No. Are you perfect? No. We're going to make mistakes. 
heard about two sisters. They were all always fussing and fighting, two sisters. And one said to another, they were fight, fussing and fighting all the time, two sisters. And one grew deathly sick and was fixing to die. And one sister, the sister that was not sick, went to visit the sister that was sick, about ready to die. And the sister who was not sick leaned over and said, Sis, I want to tell you, I'm sorry for all the things, the bad things I've said about you all. Sorry about all the fights we've had. I just want you to know before you pass away that, that I love you and I'm sorry. And then she said, by the way, if you live, everything's just the same. That's the way we do. <laughs> hey, why do I love Jesus? He lives. He loves. Thirdly, he looses. Jesus looses. Look at Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 5. He looses. I'll be done in a moment. I'll be done in a moment. Look at verse number 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that, here it is, loved us and washed us. The word washed, I mentioned it earlier, is the word luo. Luo. The word luo means to free, to release. Y'all listen to me. You want to know why I love Jesus? He's loose me. From the penalty of sin. Isn't that wonderful? He's washed us. You ought to love Jesus because he's, if you're a Christian, you and I have been loosed from sin. Oh, yes, we have. Thanks be to God. You see, here's what sin does. It ties us up. It's like putting tie straps on your hands. It's like uh, chains around us. And yet when Jesus looses us, he breaks the chains of sin and Satan. Oh, yes, he does. He looses us. He looses us. Wait a minute. I love the Lord because, and serve the Lord. Are you serving the Lord? Why aren't you serving the Lord? Look what all he's done for you. Y'all listen. Why aren't you serving the Lord? I can say that because I'm your pastor and you know I love you. Why aren't you serving the Lord? You say you love Jesus. Where's your faith at? Faith without works is what? Is your faith really real? Where is your faith? Where is your works? I'm not saying condemnation. I'm saying the love of Christ constrained me. Listen to me. Write this verse down. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 and 15. The love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And he that died for all, that we who live should no longer live henceforth for ourselves. But for him who died and rose again. He's saying this, stop living for me, myself, and I. How many have been living for me, myself, and I? Don't raise your hand. I tell you what, it's this heart-searching time. We say we love Jesus, but are we serving the Lord? What's the deal? I understand, but when you and I stand before the Lord Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ, what are you going to say to him? Oh, I was too busy. My job required this and that and the other. I had family time. I want to go recreation time. Nothing wrong with those things. But if you're too busy to serve the Lord, you're too busy. But, Pastor, it's coronavirus, and we got to sit home and twiddle our thumbs. Really? Why you go to Walmart and grocery stores and everywhere else? You can't serve the Lord. I can't hear you. Well, that hurt. I'm not saying you shouldn't be uh, ignorant about social distancing. We're doing that right here. Every chair, every person, mask, everything, we're doing everything accordingly. But I think, listen to me, 
I love you, but I got to say this. I think a lot of people today are using this as an excuse not to serve God. I had to say it, brother. I've been waiting to say that for months and weeks. And I'm not saying that ugly. Trust me, I'm there too. I'm not raising myself up. I'm just saying this. If you really love the Lord and, 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 and if you love Jesus because he loved you first, not because Pastor Randy said you ought to serve the Lord, but because Jesus gave his all for you and me so that we wouldn't have to spend eternity in hell and so that we wouldn't have to be separated from a living God. And then he's been so good to us. I said he's been so good to us. I said he's been great to us. I said, Eddie, he's been better to me than I deserve. How can I not serve? How can I not love a God like that? I need a checkup. I need a checkup, Lord, if I don't really love you and serve you. But wait a minute. Last but not least, and I'm done. And it's this. He will lead us. Revelation 1, 7. Look at this. Revelation 1, 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. They also which pierced him and all kinds uh, kindreds rather of the earth shall wear because of him even so come, Lord Jesus. Why do I love and serve Jesus? tell you why even before I was a pastor folks you say but you're the pastor you expect to be here on Sunday you expect to do this I understand and it's a privilege to serve my Lord but even before I was a pastor God did a work in my heart no I'm not perfect hadn't done everything perfect but the Lord Jesus when he comes in he changes things and, and, and I hadn't always done everything right but but I know he did this he changed my want to something about it and I know you got the same thing I got, and, and, and I can't get enough because he is, uh, Jesus is peace to the trouble. He's bread to the hungry. He's water to the thirsty. He's rest to the weary. He's light to those who are in darkness. He's help to the helpless. He's hope to the hopeless. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the best things ever happened to me. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of our life. He's worthy to serve. He's worthy to be loved. One day we're going to spend eternity with him. He's with us now. He's said he's going to carry us through the storms I'm telling you we ought to say thank you Lord I love you and I want to serve you and may God help us right now to evaluate where we're at and get a little closer and go a little further and do a little more instead of getting by with what the least we can we ought to give God our all well let's do it let's do it let's do it Jesus, why I love and serve the Lord, because he first loved me. Stand to your feet, would you? And let's bow for prayers, our men, Brother Kenneth, Brother David, and I think Brother Rouse here, isn't he? Would you all please come forward as we get ready to get around the Lord's table. And uh, we, you should have in your hand a packet, but yet our men, please come forward. We're going to have a time of prayer. Let's bow again for prayer. Now, as we're... Uh, concluding, Nancy, would you play softly, please? I want you to do a self-evaluation right now where you're at. I feel like the Lord wants us to turn from and lay aside and run after, run after. Have you been, really been running after Jesus? Have you been running after him? Have you been saying, Lord, I want to turn from things that are keeping me from loving you and serving you? I know it's a battle, beloved. I'm not trying to minimize that. I battle it too. I love you. Please, I want to encourage you. Lay aside, lay aside, lay aside. Turn away from. Lay aside. Turn away from. Turn away from it. It's not worth it. The devil's a liar. He'll bring guilt in your life, condemnation in your life. He will 
rob you of peace and joy. Turn away from it. Turn away from it now. Turn now. Make a U-turn right now. God, I hate it. You hate it. I don't want it anymore. Do it now in the heart of the heart of your your very being. God, I want to lay it aside. I can't do it, but I know you can give me grace to do it, whatever it is. And then I want to run, run to the cross, run to the empty tomb, run to the feet of Jesus now, run to your Savior, run to the Lord. If you're here and you're not a Christian, those listening by way of live stream, run to Jesus, cry out to Jesus, cry out to Jesus, reach your hand up of faith. Many are hurting, many are suffering, many are bereaved, many are at their wit's end. Will you cry out to Jesus now? Oh, yes, he's passing by right now. Reach up your hand of faith. Call upon the Lord while he is near. Thank him for being with you. Bless him that he's our refuge and strength. Oh, yes, yes, let's wait upon him. Let's get renewed. Let's confess sin, unconfessed sin. Oh, God, you know us. I pray, dear Lord. Give me grace to lay aside every idol, everything that's more important than you that I've been consumed with my time. Everything, dear God, everybody, every person, dear Lord Jesus, you deserve first place. I'm sorry for all of my sins. I'm, I pray that your precious blood will wash us away. We receive your forgiveness. And everybody here and those listening, dear Lord, we want to see the blood. Yes, the blood. The redeeming blood, the precious blood, the cleansing blood, and the overcoming blood of the accuser of the brethren, Satan. We resist his lies. Thank you that you live. Thank you that you love. Thank you that you loose. You loosen. And thank you that you're going to lead us home. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Move on our hearts now. And thank you, Father, again. Ask it in the name of Jesus. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. How many to say right now, Brother Pastor? I want to tell the Lord I love him. And I praise him because he lives, because he loves, because he's loosened, and because he's going to lead me home one day. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right up and say, Thank you, Jesus. You love, you live. Oh, yes, we got a lot to be thankful for. When all's said and done, nothing else can help us like Jesus. Lord, we bless you now, worship you. Help us to be prepared as we get around your table to celebrate the broken body, the poured out, shed blood. Now as you're praying, would you just get things right with the Lord? Maybe God, the Holy Spirit, has shown you something in your life that you may know that's not quite right, like I'm going to do. As I get around the table, this for blood bought, blood washed, children of God baptized. And uh, as we, not perfect, perfect, but rather come to the table with clean hands. Lest some get sick and some sleep, said Paul in 1 Corinthians 11. So let's do business with God right now, would you?